Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 300. Uh, this one is creatively titled number 300. <laughs> and I am Craig, your host, and with me is... Ryan. Hey, everybody. Ryan. No insults today because this is a weird episode. Uh, but I do want to, before we get started, I want to uh, remind everybody you can go to patreon.com slash legendarium and support the show. And we appreciate, really appreciate all those uh, who do so. Uh, we've had a couple new people sign up this week and and uh, you are seen and noticed and very, very much appreciated. Uh, also, make sure you go to Discord uh, to sign up for the community there. We're going to have a lot to say about that during this episode, but um, go find our Discord community if you want to know how to find it. You can go to thelegendariumpodcast.com or thelegendarium.com. Again, we're going to have more to say about this mm-hmm. uh, coming up, but it, we've we've revamped the website, and by we, I mean Ryan. Uh, but we've, So all the issues can be uh, emailed to ryan at thelegendariumpodcast.com. <laughs> right. I was the guy on the other side of the room like when Ryan was hanging the picture, and I'm like, no, 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 it's crooked. It's crooked. Fix it. And he's like, how? I'm, I don't know. Just fix it. Uh, that was me. Um, anyway, no, go to thelegendarium.com or thelegendariumpodcast.com and uh, go check out the new site. And it's got a permanent link to our Discord server there. Uh, anyway, Ryan, am I forgetting any housekeeping items? I don't think so. Okay. It's... Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this episode. This is a special episode. It's number 300. We always mark these nice round numbers with some kind of uh, self-congratulatory uh, borderline masturbatory I was wondering if uh, you're going for the circle jerk or not. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I think they are fun, and I think it's yeah. important for us to you know reflect on where we've been, where we're going, and all that that kind of thing. But if you are a new listener to the show, f- for the love of everything holy, please turn around now. Go hey, somewhere else. If this is your first episode, go find something else to listen to because this is basically just going to be us talking about the other panelists and our listeners, and it, it, it's all... Yeah, it's all very circle. Go tricky. try a Robin Hobb series. That'll be a good intro. <laughs> don't 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 do that. Please don't. Okay, do maybe that. not that one. Pick anything but the Robin Hobb series or one of the other 100, 200, 300. So what? Actually, this is a good question. I didn't have this on my list, but what? It when somebody comes to you and says, "Oh, you you do a podcast? Oh, great. What should I start with? What do you direct them toward? Assuming that they've read everything we've done." Uh, if they already have a, a love for fantasy and everything, then I usually just toss them into like Mistborn or something like that. Some of our early stuff, and then usually with a little caveat, like yeah, this is some of our early work, but it's it it still holds up pretty well, I think. And uh, otherwise, I, I usually try and uh, sleuth a little bit to figure out, you know, what's your favorite yeah, yeah. bit, and then I'll direct them towards what we have that might be near that. Um, but generally speaking, just the you know, I'll, I'll toss them into Sanders and stuff because that's where we kind of found our stride and where I think that we have some of our best content, yeah. generally speaking. I, I think one of our very best uh, first episodes, as far as like the first of whatever series or author was The Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody has read The Wheel of Time, I'm like, oh yeah, you get you got to go check out our Wheel of Time stuff. It's really good. Got it. Yeah. I, I love our Wheel of Time series in part because I think the, the main series we did, I want to say 31 episodes, just crazy amount of, yeah, <laughs> wheel of time content there, but anyway, one of the things I love about it is how boring our episodes on books like eight through ten are. Mm-hmm. It, we have, and this was totally unintentional. But as I went back and listened to them after we made them, it was like, 
the slog was real even on our show (laughs) (laughs) anyway so but i i do still love that series much like the books it's like yeah sure there's a slog doesn't mean it's not still worthwhile and anyway you can commiserate with us through it so yeah i agree i love our wheel of time series Cool. Well, uh, what we're going to do in this episode, Ryan and I are going to just talk about a few uh, subjects about the podcast itself and about our listeners and all that stuff. And we're going to be cutting in with the other panelists. Okay. So originally we were thinking like, hey, we're going to get everybody in the room, seven or eight of us, and we're all going to share mics and just have a a gab fest for a while. Well, thanks, COVID. Yeah. Uh, We're not doing that. And I, so I asked all the panelists and a couple of key listeners as well, who we'll get to, to just send us a couple minutes of audio with their thoughts on the show. And I left it really open-ended. So it could be anything. I think Todd sent in like a top 10 moments and, you know, people sent in different things. And so we're going to cut in with those as we go. But for now, uh, let's talk about our experience with the show, right? Yeah, let's take it. Maybe go back to back to the very beginning. So the very beginning. What do you remember when we started publishing episodes? Or even better, do you remember when we started recording? Uh dates, no. I vaguely remember February being mm-hmm. our time frame uh when we started doing stuff. But I honestly we if someone s- said when was your first episode, I'd be like six-ish years ago (laughs) something like that we started recording in december of 2013 wow so this was uh, right before the release of one of the hobbit movies i think maybe the second one um okay if i i I can't remember exactly it might have been the first one honestly i know you've blocked quite a few of those oh man so yeah it might have been the first hobbit movie anyway we started recording we did one or we did two or three i think trial episodes um, under the name Stick Wars. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the Stick Wars podcast. That was That's a game right. we used to play as teenagers. Uh, and so we did a, a couple trial runs knowing that that wasn't going to be the end product. And then we uh, decided on the Legendarium and started recording the Lord of the Rings. And we started recording those at the end of December 2013. We recorded seven episodes and released our first seven episodes all in one batch in February 2014. Oh, yeah. I See, that tells you just how, I mean, there's so much I don't remember about early days on some of those things. Like just the technical sides of things. Yeah, I remember yeah. other aspects of it, but because we started it out, uh, we, I had a townhome uh, and just a little, a little office space up there. Yeah. And I kind remember, of a three bedroom townhome. Yeah. And I, I remember us going up there and recording. And honestly, I think what, I don't, we, I don't even remember what our setup was. It was, it was not what we have anywhere near what we have now. No, I, no, I, I have people, um, come and visit the studio or you know i'll do video chats with somebody who's trying to start a podcast and and they'll be like oh my gosh look at you know what a setup mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah that's six years worth of collecting <laughs> equipment and you know like it, yeah. pat- patrons helping us out and all that stuff and it's like when we started we had these little 50 dollar condenser microphones the mxl 770s yes correct I remember in the 990s and I we were we were now. plugged into a, a little behringer board um and, and that was it. We recorded into Audacity, and it worked fine. Yeah. Go back and as far as the audio quality goes, those early episodes hold up just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not quite as good as what we have now, but they hold up just fine uh, as far as the content. You know, take it or leave it. Yeah. But let's talk about that. Where, <laughs> what? Do you remember what we were trying to accomplish with those when we first started out? Other than to read the Lord of the Rings. Um, 
I remember early on talk. Um, we had set like a vision statement type thing almost for the podcast was to try and decide what would hold up over, you know, what, you know, what made this last, what would hold up over the test of time was kind of our mission statement for it. I and, either, if it was a classic, why is it a classic? Yeah. And if it's something new, could this become a classic? Why or why not? Yes. I remember dealing with those and, you know, also the, just the fact that there seemed to be this vacuous space of there's not any content for Tolkien in terms of podcasts, things like that generally. There just there really wasn't, yeah. wasn't much there mm -hmm. uh, for you. So I remember you being like, there's, we got, you know, there, there's space there's here space. for us. So I just remember that kind of being the early days. Like we're, we're going to talk about this and try and, you know, in our great wisdom and everything, unearth why these classics work. What is it that makes a piece of classic and stuff and going... All right. Yeah, we were, I don't know that we were qualified. <laughs> we're not now, but we're certainly more qualified now to talk about that. But. I can definitely pass it off in a room a lot better than I could back then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was kind of what we started out doing. And, and um, anyway, but th that was 17 episodes, the Lord of the Rings, I want to say 16 episodes, something like that. Yeah. It was um, broken down in like four chapters per segment or whatever yeah. we did. And that, and it was quite an education, I think, mm -hmm. in podcasting and how to structure an episode and all that stuff. I We did fine. Oh, it's, yeah. It's fine. It did work. They worked. And uh, it was... I, I remember some of the early stuff that we had that, for me, was a lot of fun that I don't think landed with our listenership as much as we wanted to. Because remember, at the beginning, we used to have uh, like guests on each week to mm -hmm. do trivia. Yep. And stuff like that. And people are like, trivia is so boring. Like, why are you having two people go through trivia? Like, yeah, same questions. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a 12-minute segment in a 30-minute episode. And yeah, so, it wasn't great. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, if, I think we could do trivia now. Like, we could do the same thing. We would just do it better. Yeah. Right. Revisit it with different and people. Right now, there are people who are probably going either, no, no trivia, no stop. Tri and others or, who are like, oh, That was my favorite part. I love that. Yeah. But... Yeah, I remember the early guests having them come on and do trivia, and uh, we had a couple more Tolkien-esque scholars and a couple of like just family friends who were mm -hmm. like, "What am I doing? What am I? Uh, Why am I here? What's going on?" So, yeah, those yeah. were fun. Anyway, but that was that was kind of a, a way to grow the podcast at that point was to have people on who would share those episodes on their social yeah. media, and you know, it, growth was slow, but that's <laughs> how we did it at the beginning. We had. 50 people listen to this episode and only 37 of them are bots this time. <laughs> so yeah, it used to be you could actually keep track of how, what percentage of your listeners are bots. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a uh, good thing I don't have suicidal tendencies because that would have been <laughs> rough at the beginning. It's uh, It was a shocking amount of our, our uh, listeners. Anyway, so the other thing, after we did that, we went on to Mistborn, and you were doing another podcast with a man named Todd, or he had come on for another podcast on. you were doing about Utah, the Utah theater scene. Yeah, if you want to find that, it might still be in the Apple archive somewhere. It's only like seven episodes, something like that, but it's the Stage Door Podcast, and I cannot believe I stole that name out because people, that's a solid name for a theater that's podcast. That's a great name. And because I own it, it's still mine. Like, yeah. Um, oh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, no, um, sorry, tangent time. I was cleaning out one of my old hard drives and I found 17 episodes that my wife and I made mm -hmm. back in 2010 <laughs> of, uh, a show that we called the weaklings. Mm -hmm. 
W-E-E-K because we're clever. Um, but the weaklings, we did 17 episodes and this was just like, while I was working at the radio station, I was like, I want to learn how to podcast. And so we made a show together. It didn't last very long because I, as you know, I'd love to argue Sarah does not. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't go so well anyway. Uh, oh, okay. So you brought Todd on, he had been a guest yes. on your other thing and you're like, oh, there's this guy who loves star Wars and we decided to do a star Wars episode. I guess this is before Mistborn even. Um, uh, and so we're like, Hey, the, the, the what was it? Um, is it May the 4th? Yeah. May the yeah, 4th is coming May the 4th up. the 4th special. And so, oh, we should get Todd on. And then we got Ken on. And Anyway, so. <laughs> it, let's, let's Don't sound it. like that's a major regret turning <laughs> turning the corner. <laughs> we had Todd and then we got, got Ken yeah, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we got Ken. We'll mm -hmm. get to Ken in a minute, but let's go ahead and cut in some Todd audio, some Toddio. It is hard to believe that we have made it to 300 episodes for The Legendarium. And I got to tell you, there have been just a lot of moments along the way that I have been thrilled with. And in order to go through them all, it would take, well, another 300 episodes. So instead of doing that, I decided that in an homage to David Letterman, I would do the top 10 Legendarium moments. So here they are from the home office in Kaysville, Utah, the top 10 Legendarium moments, at least for Todd. Number 10, the first Star Wars day and the E-11 blaster. I don't think I've seen anyone roll their eyes so much as I did Craig that day. Number nine, meeting people who recognize me by my voice from the show. It's a little creepy when it happens at a funeral, but you know what? Hey, it happens. Number eight, reading the last 50 pages of Mistborn and then re immediately recording. That was a long night, but it was also really, really cool. Number seven, Oathbringer, part five. Say no more. Number six, Jack Campbell's Lost Fleet. It was short but sweet, and it was kind of small. It was just me and Craig. I had a lot of fun doing that one and really quite enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys did too. Number five, launching the blue team, giving us a chance to dig into some really good sci-fi. That's been a really high point for me as we've gone through things. Number four, Leaf by Niggle. I could go on and on about that particular story and about the episode that we did with that. I'll just say, go check it. Go check it out. Look it up. It was a lot of fun to do. Number three, the guest panelists that we had on Dune. Oh my goodness. To be able to treat Dune to the time that it got, but also to be able to pull in some of the guest panelists that we had and the fun that we had and the insight that they had was absolutely amazing. Just really enjoyed it. And in fact, it's making me look forward to going back and uh, re-listening to those and maybe retreating the books just a little bit as we get ready for the movie to come out here in the next couple of months. Number two, the live interview that we did with Jim Butcher just a few months ago. Oh, no, a few weeks ago. I guess it feels like a few months ago because of COVID and everything else feeling long. But yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, that live interview, especially as a great way to pop off the, the end of the Dresden Files series that we've been doing up to this point in time, or maybe not the end, but but a nice uh, a nice breather to it as we wait for more stuff to come out from Jim Butcher. That was a lot of fun doing that live interview. And of course, number one, making 300 episodes. Uh, there were a couple of times that I wondered if we were going to make it to 100 episodes. In fact, I, I remember the first time I thought about that, I thought, don't say anything, it'll jinx it. Uh, you know, 300 years, uh, 300 episodes has been years in the making, and it's been priceless for me as uh, an experience and a tremendous power in my life. And, you know, there's been a lot of memories made along the way, but I see 300 episodes not as a as a concluding point, but as a milestone, uh, as something that marks the journey and sets us in a trajectory for more journey to come. 
I personally am grateful for the friends and the camaraderie that I found in the panelists and also in all of our listeners as we've engaged on Discord or through Reddit or that, that have caught up to me on, on Twitter or through email. It, it has absolutely been a powerful, powerful community for me to be part of. And I am very humbled and very grateful to be able to be part of this amazing experience of the 300 episodes up to this point and hopefully 300 more and beyond. So here's to 300 more, guys. So Ryan, we we haven't listened to that audio. We didn't listen to it now. We're not. I'm still completely blind as to what. Yeah, to... we have no idea what these what all the panelists said. And so I'll just cut it in later and people can... Uh, can judge accordingly, I guess. It'd but be great anyway, if he goes on a swearing tirade. Out. That'd I love be that. Hilarious. <laughs> I love that. What is your abiding memory of Todd on the show? What What do you appreciate about Todd on the show? I mean, obviously, I've I've had a, a fairly lengthy relationship uh, with Todd from Utah theater scene, things like that. And so, bringing him onto the podcast uh, was a chance to get to know a different side of him and different side of things. And I have always appreciated how sincerely and uh, Deep Todd thinks about things and how emotional he is about things. I mean, everyone jokes about Todd crying and things like that now, but the thing is, is it's never it's never cheaply done or anything like that. It is always a very genuine. He has connected in some way, and he will connect with people and things like that. And so, having Todd on the podcast and having his insights uh, has has meant a lot to me uh, because I know that they are very genuine and that uh, that he cares about the what we're reading and and how it affects himself and how it affects others so yeah no for sure uh as far as <laughs> as my thoughts on todd um I, I remember him talking about blaster rifles at the very beginning uh-huh and that was his big thing was his star wars lore but then it became apparent that he as you say he has a depth of emotion to him that uh, none of the rest of us quite match, at least not on the reg. Yeah. He is constantly very, very much in touch with his emotions. So, yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah, you can laugh at him crying all you want, but uh, but what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that It's it's all taught. And that's one of the things, actually, that I think um, is notable about the show generally and all the panelists is that I, I can't think of anybody who presents differently on the show than they do in real life. Yeah. Um, at least not to a great degree. Obviously, we all put on somewhat different uh, faces for different scenarios, but no, what you see is basically what you get with everybody here. Yeah. If I know, well, back when you went to Jordan Con and, you know, having the different interactions with people, anytime that if you've ever interacted with us, whether it be at FanX here in Salt Lake or anything else, you'll figure out really quickly, like, oh, no, that's, that's really what who they are. That's really what they're like and yeah they are that dumb sometimes like <laughs> that is the case or it's but. uh one of the reasons is so we've been lucky enough now to rub shoulders with a lot of authors and mm-hmm. um my favorite one so far has been brent weeks and yeah. in large part that's because he and i operate on a similar wavelength as far as uh insulting those that we appreciate uh-huh uh and so it's it, it's been very easy to get along with him yeah i i definitely noticed the comparison between the two of you and my <laughs> my interaction in your things. twitter feed yeah yeah absolutely. i've never had a feud with somebody before if you can call it a feud but <laughs> well no that's not true we're going to get to... Should we just talk about Jafu right now? No, we shouldn't. We're going to save Jafu. Okay, we'll, we'll save that. <laughs> save him for later. So we talked earlier about 
what the show started as. Uh, you know, we kind of had these grand lofty visions. Here's how I view the show now. After all of that, what has it settled into? I I used to hate the idea of uh, of a book club. It was like, oh, it's just a book club. Well, you know, and I always wanted it to be more than a book club. And then as we've settled into exactly that thing, I've realized how great that can actually be. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like that's what it is now. This is this is the internet's greatest book club. Yes. And by greatest, I don't necessarily mean the biggest. I mean the best. Yeah. Uh, the experience, the, the opportunity. Because... Honestly, even like if I had a book club where I was going each week to discuss the latest thing with people, the reason you do that is because of the insights of those around you and to, to build that sense of community and everything. And I really, that to me, I think uh, I, I agree with sentiments you've expressed before that possibly the greatest thing that we have done is is enable a community to come together around this type of work and talk about it and share and connect on on these subjects and that was never even remotely our intention in this it's just a really excellent byproduct yeah of what has happened and something that i i know you take great pride in and i take great pride in just the wonderful people that we have here uh, both on the show and in the community around us yeah no i um believe it or not ryan yeah i this may be tough for I you to come to, to terms with but i have a tough time making friends uh yeah weird right yeah no but um but we but the people who have been on the show you know more than in passing like it's it's amazing how well i've connected with all of them Mm -hmm. you know from uh you know obviously my wife's on the show okay but we've also got (laughs) ken and todd who i you know i would never have met them and if i did i'd be like okay nice guy see ya but um but having that deeper connection and then also that extends to some of the listeners as well uh but anyway i want to i let's let's talk about megan first let's cut in her audio and then let's talk about megan hi friends this is megan just wanted to thank craig and ryan for inviting me to be a part of this podcast i joined right after the 100th episode and like charlie bucket and charlie in the chocolate factory i consider myself just lucky to be here Thanks for an excuse to read a lot of books I've wanted to and a bunch of others I probably wouldn't have if not assigned. I've had a lot of fun talking with you guys, Todd, Ken, Stephanie, Kyle, Sarah, Kate, and so many cool guests. I never know what's going to happen during an episode, but my favorite thing is seeing how excited everybody gets about their favorite fandoms. You've created a great space on air and in the studio for us to talk our nerdy hearts out. 15-year-old Megan is both jealous and relieved she isn't alone. Speaking of Todd, Ken, and Stephanie... Thank you for putting up with me in those Blue Team and Ladies Legendarium episodes. I'm sorry, Todd, that I hated the Dune sequels, but thank you for making me think in terms of level three way more than I ever wanted to. Ken, because of you, I appreciate the punch-in way more than I thought I would. And I'm continually grateful, Stephanie, that you're willing to be the hostess and ringleader. The Legendarium panelists are awesome in all the ways, and I'm beyond thrilled to know you. Lastly, I wanted to thank the fans for listening and for engaging with us. I lurk on Reddit and Discord more than I talk, but I love getting to know you and hearing what you think. You're the best people, and I'm thrilled you found us. And while I'm at it, shout out to Megan's mob. Guess how many kinds of cookies I have at my house in this moment? At least nine. Congratulations on 300 episodes, everybody. I'm looking forward to whatever happens next. Okay, so Megan, to me, Mm -hmm. is obviously, like like with Todd's crying, Megan's notes are kind of legendary on the show. Yep. But that that is uh 
it's a, it's a symptom, right? It's a, it's mm-hmm. a byproduct of something that is very real. And that is how seriously she takes what she sees as her responsibility to the listeners and to her fellow panelists and whatnot. That's one of my favorite things about her is uh, watching her kind of just take things very, very seriously. Right. Yes. What about you? Uh, I agree with that entirely. And with the idea that, um, she's looking for something in a book because some some of us just on occasion we just read for the sake of reading just, just want to experience experience and and seep in that but genuinely when she reads these books for the podcast and some of the other things she's looking for experiences and for sentiments and for things that she can connect with and, and make and and share that really is it takes work to do that and i am very appreciative of the work she's done uh in doing that and i remember uh when we first brought her on, when we were uh, looking at that, I know she was kind of nervous and there was a little bit of nerves like, you know, we don't have a female perspective yet. And so we didn't want to just kind of lock her in the corner of like, tell us about the girl stuff that we don't know right. how to talk about. And it's, I don't feel like that has ever been the case because A, Megan has always had great insight all around everything. And we have wanted to hear that. Yeah. Um, and I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the fact that she provides that insight and has never been one to shy away from giving her perspective on any single aspect of what we're talking about right so yeah no it's um you're you're starting my mind down a path that i'm not going to follow <laughs> at the moment but i will just say no i hear here to everything uh, that you've said um she has definitely become invaluable especially with the blue team the dynamic yes. that they have is incredible. Obviously, people know this from the Dresden and Dune episodes and all that. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, so let's talk. I, I told you I wanted to save Joff Wu. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish people could have seen Ryan's face. He kind of did the, the heavy lid, the half eye close. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Joff Wu. All right. Well, <laughs> um, I, I told you I wanted to save him because I want to talk about major turning points in the show. Now, yes. there, there have been many. The first one, I think, was when we decided to do something that wasn't the Lord of the Rings. Because when we started the show, it was, let's do this thing about the Lord of the Rings. Yes. That was that was as far as we thought into the future. And then it, you know, we, yeah, okay, we'll do a Star Wars episode, fine. But then we're like, okay, no, we're going to do six episodes on the Mistborn trilogy. And that was a huge turning point mm-hmm. to get into something else. Uh, anyway... It was about, let's see, so I want to say it was around the end of 2015 um, when, and I remember this because I had just kind of started my new job in marketing, and so I can remember where I was sitting at the new job when I realized what a turning point our subreddit had been over mm-hmm. the last you know couple of months or something. So walk us through uh, how that went and how we got a subreddit. I, well... I remember being uh, you telling us, "Hey, we have a subreddit now," and I went, "A what?" <laughs> like I knew of, I knew Reddit was a thing, but I had probably only ever been there maybe one time or whatever. I'm like, "Okay, we've got a subreddit. What does that mean?" And then, I mean, especially earlier on in the podcast, we were watching numbers and we were watching, you know, arcs of episode downloads and everything, and we see a steep incline all of a sudden as this happened, and all of a sudden we have a chance to talk to people who are listening to us, and we're going, "Oh." You know, we joke about bots and the Swedish mm-hmm. prison system and everything here, but now there's voices on the other side. There are people on the other side of in Sweden. Uh, in this, yes, <laughs> and that was a real thing. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, okay. So there's people that we can interact with, and it all of a sudden took on this new life 
for me of just going, okay, there's somebody on the other side that I could talk to about this. Like they, I may say something and they may have something to say back to me and I can do that now uh, in this forum. And I know that changed our listenership. It really, it bumped us up to the next level to the point where we could start talking about things like, well, you know, it's costing us so much to host this every, you know, every year on the internet and our materials and everything. We start looking at, well, is there a way we can get ads? We, you know, this and uh, it, it, that was the first time we started looking at this is how do we make this last on its own? How do we get this up on its own? Make feet? it self-sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I started in 2015, I started posting to the Sanderson subreddits, just shamelessly promoting our stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I think it was 2016 was the year of Sanderson, but in 2015, I, I was on the, the subreddits doing a lot of discussions there. And Joff Wu was, uh, it, I, I believe that's where we caught his attention he started listening in and he was a, a moderator on some subreddits. And so he made our subreddit for us. Uh, but I think where he really shot to fame on this show was becoming your <laughs> nemesis during the uh, Wheel of Time episodes, right? Or was it during the, the Sanderson stuff, the Cosmere stuff? I, I think it was Wheel of Time. I really wish I could say I remembered the the spark that lit the flame that put me against Jafu <laughs> from here on up. Was it, wasn't it just like he called you out on like missing some little like lore detail or something like that? Probably, yeah, something. It, I, it wasn't something very big. And I remember him also throwing out there that I mispronounced his name. As, like, <laughs> you can mispronounce my, my name isn't Jafu. It's, yeah, and he never he didn't say what it was. And to this day... I have never heard the correct pronunci the, the correct pronunciation of Jafu's name. I have guesses, but no one has ever told me, and I have specifically never gone to any of his other things to find out what it is. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's hear from Jafu because we got some audio from him, and then I've got something to say on that subject. Hello, Joshua here, perhaps better known as Jafu. I've been following this podcast for a few years now, and I'm so glad that I found it. I love the format, uh, going fast enough to cover a lot of ground, but slow enough that you can dig in deep enough for some really fulfilling discussions. Of course, that wouldn't be possible without all of the panelists' wonderful personalities. You're all amazing. Thanks for being you. Uh, I don't know if I could possibly pick a favorite episode. Um, Oathbringer is probably the right answer, but that's kind of low-hanging fruit. Um, Craig would probably be pleased to hear that the next one that comes to mind for me is Leaf by Niggle. Uh, that was a, an absolutely unexpected delight. Uh, my favorite moment, of course, is much easier, uh, and that would be the first time that I irritated Ryan enough to turn my name into a swear word. Uh, as we're nearing the end of the year, I pulled up my Goodreads history the other day and was marveling at how much I've read the last couple of years, uh, largely thanks to this podcast and the community that has built up around it. Uh, I'm so thankful for the encouragement I've felt to try new things and keep reading. Thanks, guys. So, Ryan, the correct pronunciation. Oh, here it comes. Is. Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess? Yes. I have other guesses. It's J of Wu. J of J of what? <laughs> no. Dang it. No, not at all. The correct pronunciation is. Oh. As I wasn't that far off. This was, uh, this was, I want to say it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'll tell you why off the air. Cause I'm going to bleep that, uh, so that nobody else can hear it. Cause here's the thing. That may be the correct pronunciation, but the canon pronunciation is ours. Yes, I heard this on uh, Rhythm of War. Yes, uh, Michael Kramer. So, so Jafu was a beta reader on Rhythm of War, and so he's in the acknowledgments at the end, which Michael Kramer reads, 
and he has immortalized Jafu as the correct, or I, I should say, the canon pronunciation of the name. So, anyway, I, I so I, I did just want to say, victory. I'll take a lap here. <laughs> That's right. So I had been kicking around a little bit on Reddit uh, before and didn't didn't know a ton about it other than that I could go post and comment and and whatnot, but I didn't understand how subreddits worked or anything. And so Jafu stepped in, made our subreddit for us, uh, and luckily didn't have to do too much. It's not like it was a massive community with a bunch of a-holes that he had to moderate all the time, you know? Yeah. So, But he did help help us set it up and get that going and that was a huge turning point for us and so i i do want to make sure that of all the people out there we make sure we give a huge shout out to jafu for that yes he's dope yes we do owe a large debt of gratitude to you sir <laughs> he says unwillingly uh okay so let's talk about what this is going to be going forward okay so we started out as one thing we evolved into you know book club basically uh let's talk about what it might be what it might look like in the future do you have any thoughts on that sock puppet shows oh nice we're going sock puppet shows and yeah. that, that's all just on twitch right yes yeah uh, we're gonna twitch go to channel. twitch sock i've been working on selling them myself um, we're going to be doing recaps. What? And uh, you know, just so you all know, this is uh, hands-free sock puppets. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, in terms of reality, where we're going, um, the truth is uh, realizing our... I don't know how to phrase this, but, but there's a sense of uh, duty uh stewardship over the the community that has been built mm -hmm. and i think going forward preserving the the quality of the community that we have and building that as much as possible is going to be one of our main focus points going forward and then part of doing that is providing content for people to talk about you know if you want to have people going around the water cooler talking about something you have to create the content for them to go there right um so i think we'll continue to uh, go through and and tackle the the fantasy work because there's plenty of it out there still for us to, oh, yeah. to do. Um, but honestly, if you know, I, I think we were having a conversation the other day. Uh, if you listen to episode 500, let's say we get to 500, um, if it sounds like what we're doing now, then I have a feeling we've, we've probably lost our way. Like it's gonna be, it's got to feel different. Or if you're hearing not hearing new voices more frequently, mm -hmm. I would be surprised. I would really be surprised um, if, if it was the, the same. Five to seven people. Yeah, if in two hundred episodes, if we have red team, blue team, and I know we have green and green team out there, like if if that's all oh, that exists, getting, we'll get there. If that's all that exists when we hit five hundred type thing, and we've only just added more books to it, I mean that that's nothing to sneer at. Uh, but I think that we will have missed our chance to really do something big and and expand the community in a, in a meaningful way. Yeah, that's kind of how I think about it. Is when we started, it was all about the books. And now it's like, I don't know, 70% about the books or whatever. <laughs> like it, it has, the books themselves have diminished in importance when we had the community next to it. And as I've thought about where it can go, I'm not exactly sure on the details, but I know I want to lean into that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. There are, when we started in 2014... <laughs> Sorry, I just, I, I still, that blows my mind. 2014 is when we started. Mm -hmm. um, when we started, like you said earlier, nobody was doing this it, because it's insane. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, frankly, it's insane to read the amount that we do and to, you know, to make a weekly show out of it. That's why we had to split up into red team and blue team. It's yes. it's insane. Anyway, nobody was doing it. Now, we're one of hundreds. Mm-hmm. And you can go listen to, you know, podcasts on specific book series or general uh, general interest things like we are. And they all have something that they bring to the table. At least if it's a show worth listening to, there's something specific that they bring to the table. And what is the thing that we bring to the table that the others don't? And that is the community. And I want to lean into that and grow that. But I I want, should I, grow is probably the wrong word. I want to cultivate that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I want it to grow, but I want it to be healthy. Yeah. Because the thing- We're not just trying to jam- a hundred thousand people into our subreddits exactly and our discord things like that exactly and, and because the thing that we the thing that we have built is a culture that i'm really really proud of mm-hmm. with so many shows where you know this is part of why i suck at twitter um and why you know we have i think we just passed 1500 followers you know which is like oh hey 1500 followers and then you know other people laugh at that because I'm terrible at Twitter, because I don't do what is necessary to be good at Twitter, which is to be awful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially. <laughs> but, and it's the same thing with Facebook. Uh, we're not very good at Facebook because Facebook requires a certain type of interaction. And that I think that breeds, or it can, it can breed toxic uh, interactions. But the Discord server that we've built and the culture that has been built there um, and not just by us, but by the listeners themselves, yeah. is something that I'm incredibly proud of, and I want to find a way to cultivate and grow that carefully and and well. So, anyway, so yeah, if people have suggestions, things that you would like us to do around the community, think you know, uh, different tools that you would like to see or directions you'd like us to go, I, I'm all ears uh, as far as suggestions go. Craig at the legendarympodcast.com. You can email me. Um, I I really would love to hear from you. Yeah, and that's not to say that content is going to diminish or no. anything like that. It's just simply the our focus as we create content is to give the community something to 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 work off of. Yep, absolutely. Uh, okay, I feel like we man we talked about that for a while. Let's talk or let's hear from Stephanie, shall we? Here we are back in my secret lair. I really didn't expect that when Ryan and Craig started this podcast that I would have a little corner to call mine. It has been an honor to have you choose for us to be a part of your lives. I have enjoyed branching out and reading books I would have never picked up on my own. The Expanse is a series that will always remind me not to judge a book too quickly. Mistborn introduced me to a world that I adore and was really my introduction to the fantasy world. Um, I have sped through the Wheel of Time, which I don't really recommend to most people. I have enjoyed a twist on the Regency romances that I love with your suggestion of the glamorous histories. I even now know what it takes to be a gentleman bastard. Thank you for allowing us to bring a stronger female voice with the women of the Legendarium. They have been some of my favorite episodes that I have recorded. And having a chance to talk to these ladies about the books that we have chosen 
has been thrilling and exciting and enlightening. And I have to admit that I think the never-ending story might be my all-time favorite episode. The Legendarium has given me a place to speak and be heard. And thank you for the support, the suggestions, and for all the questions that you guys submit week after week so we have something to talk about that you want to listen. Thank you so much. So, Ryan, what do you love about your wife? <laughs> um, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, a lot of things. There's a lot of wonderful things about her. Um, but specifically in regards to the podcast, actually, um, when we first got started, she's actually our earliest listener, if you remember. Uh, right through the wall in yes. the other bedroom. Sitting in the next room, listening to us uh, record, and we would talk about it, and we used to listen to the episodes uh, as we published them, and you know, she would talk about them with me and everything. Uh, and the fact that we ever actually got her on really like it wasn't a likely thing at the beginning. She was really shy about it and everything. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate now that she has, uh, has found a bit of a voice in the podcast mm -hmm. that people love to hear her insights, uh, because she, she doesn't buy into any of the rest of our pre, you know, pre-existing notions or garbage like that. She just basically says, no, I, I disagree. I think you're being stupid. And <laughs> now it's let me let me see if I can put it another way. I I know that there have been listeners that I've met IRL mm -hmm. who or you know maybe I we we give a shout out on an episode to you know, somebody on Discord or or Reddit or whatever and people talk about fanboying out or fangirling out. Oh, it's so exciting to to meet them or to hear my name on the episode or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh there is none of that with Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> and not just because she's your wife, but like there would be none of that, no matter who we were. Yeah. That is just part of her. Um, it, she she is forthright. Oh, yeah. In a way that uh, that many people would envy. Yeah, which is, is really helpful when you include someone like that in discussions to 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 be willing to all of a sudden, uh, she's going to offer up thing, uh, perspectives or things on that that aren't going to respect your hard work over six years of podcasting <laughs> and now all the thousands of pages that you've read doesn't matter. Your take on this romance is stupid because it's perfectly fine and it's enjoyable, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Thoughts about our audience. Um, if if Stephanie was the first one, well, she certainly wasn't the last. There have been a lot since then. And, yeah. and I guess, first of all, thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, that's ultimately, that's the, the first and last thing that we ask is that you listen and enjoy it. If, or I should say, if you enjoy it, listen. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. Yeah. But we anyway. We don't want to be a torture. We don't want to be used for torture, but no. hey, we're open to it. Uh, but yeah, our, our audience. What, what are your thoughts on our audience now? Um, obviously, and I, all joking aside about Jafu and everything, like I, I am very appreciative. We've already talked about how much the community, how wonderful the community is. But specifically, the inner the relationships that we have built with listeners on Discord and uh, through other things, um, I would tell you one of my one of the memories of doing this show that has stood out to me the most um, was when I had a group of listeners during our Wheel of Time episode call me out for my take on Rand hanging the Aiel, uh who he kills the. the mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, spoiler, whatever. Justice, justice was served. Maybe yeah. they called me out and said that's a really bad take because it's it's, it's saying X, Y, and Z, and 
it stuck with me for days sitting here going, no, I, this is how I feel. This is what I'm feeling. I feel this and I can't reconcile it against the fact that what they're saying is right. Like you're, what they have said is correct and I can't reconcile it against it. And then, you know, taking the time to piece it together and realize where my, my opinion had to change in and what I had to do to, to reconcile my feelings and what they were saying and everything together. And it was such a mind blowing experience that was only caused because of interaction with our listeners who cared enough about what I said to say something back. And it wasn't in a troll method. It wasn't like, you know, shouting into the void of you're a terrible person, whatever right. it was. No. Do you realize what you've said? And from that moment on, like, I, I will tell you, there's a lot of time sitting here when I'm about to give a take and I'm like, am I going to get, am I going to get another one of these wheel of time moments? <laughs> am I going to get another one of these? Uh, but the fact is I know, and I appreciate our audience enough that to know that even if that was the case, that they would be as kind about it as possible. You know, maybe a few exceptions, you know, Brent Weeks, Jafu, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I, I, it still blows my mind. People listen to what I have to say about this, what you and I have to say, what we all have to say about these books. Uh, it's, it's great to talk about it. And uh, I, I am just still, it blows my mind. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there for sure. One of the most rewarding and remarkable things for me as far as our audience is concerned is to watch the discord server which i interact with regularly i think out of all the panelists i'm on there the most yeah uh, and so yes i i love to interact and joke with people and uh you know have sanderson discussions or whatever uh, happens on the discord but often i will sit there throughout the day and just pop into discord and watch as these people have developed relationships with each other mm -hmm. and as somebody new comes into the server and they're immediately welcomed people want to know uh, about them you know obviously private details are private but they want to know you know what what do you like what do you want to talk about what channels can we direct you toward and uh it, it's very very cool to see and um it's gotten to the point now where our uh, I, I linked up our Patreon with Discord. Mm -hmm. So there's a patron-only channel. And so if you if you are a patron, then you can join that channel and have discussions there. And they went and started their own uh, discussion group called Green, Green Team. Team. And so it, it, if nobody has checked this out, you can go find it. Just go search uh, the Green Team, uh, Legendarium Green Team or whatever. You can find it on whatever podcast service you're using. And you can listen in and basically they got fed up with us not reading x y or z you know uh -huh. hey, you got to read malazan or what you know whatever and so they just decided to start their own discussions and they have developed their own relationships and it's just uh, it's incredible to watch that happen anyway the person who made all of that happen was kip tan yes okay now kip tan who has been here in the studio uh visited it really? at one point yeah yeah he was on for one of the dune episodes uh, so he spends time out here in Utah uh, most years, I think. He comes out to do some skiing and, and whatnot. Um, anyway, and so he was out here at one point, and I was like, you got you to gotta come visit, you know, mm -hmm. come hang out. And uh, anyway, so he's great. We've met Kiptan. He's fantastic. And it, it was at some point in our Reddit ventures, which I, I'll be the first to admit, we've kind of left Reddit behind. We don't really spend a lot of time on there. Don't. We don't use it to 
it, it, it's full potential. But anyway, at a certain point, I got tired of hearing on Reddit and on Twitter and everywhere else, like, hey, you guys need a Discord server. You need a Discord server. And I'm sitting here, you know, at, at the time I was, what, 33 years old or something. I'm like, what's Discord? Mm-hmm. But what 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 is a why is it a Discord server? I, I don't I I didn't understand anything about it, so I think I said on an episode at some point, hey, if anybody knows anything about yep. Discord, help us out. And Kiptan answered the call, created this uh, this he mocked up a server for us and showed me kind of how it worked. And I, I said, great, let's flip the switch and turn it on. And made the wise choice to not include me as an admin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of admins, so so Kiptan is our main admin. And uh, it's thanks to Kiptan that that the Discord server has the culture that it does mm-hmm. in large part, right? Everybody does their part, but um, he rules with an iron fist when it comes to spoilers. And uh, he is instrumental. And everybody, like I said, it, it's it's up to everybody, but thanks especially to Kiptan to helping us keep uh, some of the the nasty political fights that could happen, keep those tamped down, um, and, you know, keep everybody getting along, keep our uh, our Discord server an oasis mm-hmm. rather than a battleground on the internet. So yeah. anyway, let's, let's hear from Kiptan. Hey, everyone. I'm Kiptan, your friendly Discord admin. I started listening to Legendarium about four years ago when I started commuting again. Suddenly, I had hours of driving to get through multiple times a week, and the back catalog of the pod was like a mixtape of some of my favorite works of science fiction and fantasy. I'd recently read The Wheel of Time, and The Year of Sanderson had just started. For as much grief as I give Craig, I knew I'd found a kindred soul when I heard how his friends reacted to his insults. And as great as the books were, I stuck around for the crew. I'm sure I don't need to elaborate on the merits of each of them, but Megan's Mob has cookies and notes. And now there's 300 episodes. 300 times the pod has sat down and done us the favor of recording their ramblings for the world. 300 times they've invited us into their homes and shared their lives and passions with us. Whether you listen to the pod or post on Reddit, Discord, Instagram, or Twitter, you get to know them. It's not something that's easy to put into words, but I'll try. I wasn't quite sure how to explain to my dad and sister that I wanted to skip a day of skiing, it was raining anyways, to take a train and go record something in a dude's backyard shed. But how could I not? I still remember the time I got the crew to crack up when I asked a question about the Taint and Georgia O'Keefe, episode 140, about 44 minutes in, and got an answer that included hand gestures. They're constantly taking listener questions, voicemail, And now Craig is even helping us to start our own fan podcast. Of course, I was going to take the chance to meet up with Craig and the blue team. I might not fanboy quite as much anymore when Craig messages me about a technical matter, but that's only because you can't freak out every time you talk to a friend. That's something I credit to the Discord community. It's been a few years since I tentatively sent Craig a draft of the server layout, and it's grown from a couple dozen users to over 500, with hundreds of messages each day, and every single person on it is respectful, kind, and down to talk about a hero's journey. It has book clubs, buddy reads, heated debates, squeeing over new releases, D&D games, episode discussion, and more. So hit us up on the Discord. I'll be there, and so will the crew. All right, so I think we talked about Kiptan enough uh, before that clip. Uh, so let's move on. Ryan, we're, we've got to wrap this up pretty soon here. Uh, we're running up against our time. 
But I want to hear your highlights from the 300 episodes we've done, which, by the way, has been like 322, I want to say. Yeah. uh, And maybe I should explain that. I I will in just a minute. But yeah, any highlights from what we've done? Um, I've mentioned a few throughout the show as as they've come to mind. Um, Obviously, those who have been with us a while know the Oathbringer story. uh, Oathbringer Part 5. Oathbringer Part 5 being a big one. that was that was really big and having people reach out to me after after that one went for, live for those who didn't listen to it this is it. Uh, ryan and todd both kind of like poured their hearts out yeah uh, earned us a couple two-star reviews on itunes for it <laughs> um so thanks a lot for that yeah. but also uh, more than one five-star review as well yeah um so that one really stood out to me uh the truth is that there have been a number of one-liner jokes and things that have happened things that have just occurred through recordings that have been so hilarious and things and some of them had never made it to air and i'm really sad that's the case and i I wish i could offer more to you um but i know we talked about one earlier uh holding poles holding poles uh so it was in one of our well of ascension episodes at some point, Ken says something about uh, he wants people to email us pictures of, uh, you know, e- email us pictures of you holding poles. Yeah. And speaking of things. Show that, us where you hold your poles. That's something right. like that. <laughs> so we all died laughing. And what I what I want to people to understand is that when you go back and listen to that, that episode, you can hear us laughing our heads off. Yeah. We cut. 90% out of that at least yeah. we couldn't stop laughing for four or five minutes solid mm-hmm. I, I one of us was on the ground it might have been me I don't remember uh, like it, it was unbelievably hilarious anyway but yeah sorry most of that didn't make it to the air because it was just screeching laughter into the microphones yeah and it's it's been a lot of it's a lot of moments like that that have really stood out and then um there have been a handful of moments, uh, I'll also say, yeah, as we've been talking about books, where I have felt out of my depth, mm. uh, trying to have meaningful discussions, and coming out of those discussions, coming out of those books or whatever, feeling like that there was, like, there is, that I changed my understanding based on what we had just talked about. Um, most recently, uh, some, some of our N.K. Jemison discussions, mm. um, I'll be honest, those ones put it are they were in areas that are not my zone of expertise or comfort level but i am glad that we had the discussions yeah and uh, they were and they were meaningful and i think that's that's been really really nice um those those are the two that we've done on nk jemison and we'll do several more going forward at least two more i guess mm -hmm. uh, because there's two more books but those two in particular have stood out to me uh, as a really interesting exercise in kind of what I was talking about with the Discord server, where things could devolve into nasty political discussions and, you know, it fights about whatever, um, you know, partisan mudflinging that you could do uh, or whatever. It could be that because, frankly, she does a lot of that, you know, outside of the books and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and her views become very clear uh, if you follow her on Twitter or whatever. Um, but, those episodes were very very tough to record Mm -hmm. because i just i want to talk about those things because she's begging us to talk about those things and it was a really interesting uh exercise to 
talk about the books and the the issues that it brings up without getting into that sort of thing does that make sense yeah. like and I, there are people who with good reason could probably say oh well you're doing the books a disservice then she wants you to talk about those things she she wants you to get into them and, and that's fair enough totally fair but that's not really what this show does it would need it would be something that would be outside of our normal realm of, of work to be able to where there's a little more uh, plant flagging fl- flag plant <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very nice. Flag planting. A little more flag planting saying this is where I send this is why I disagree. This is why this is wrong, whatever. Right, right. That, which can it has a potential and not that we're necessarily terrified of alienating people with our viewpoints or whatever, yeah, yeah. but that's our, our goal isn't to make sure that you understand our viewpoints. It's to to discuss these things. Yeah, so. yeah. Well that and it that of course calls to mind the uh, Larry Correa debacle. Yeah. Uh we did mm-hmm. uh, we did an author shelf episode with Larry Correa, which was great. I really enjoyed that episode. Uh but then we he stuck around. We asked him about the whole sad puppies thing. And Ken and I recorded that. And when we did, essentially what I was thinking is, hey, here's this guy who has this whole, you know, this is this is fantasy publishing history stuff that you know, I'd love to get his take on it, just hear about it. So we just let him talk for like 25 minutes. And um, and so, again, our purpose was not to get into the middle of anything. I just kind of wanted to hear what he had to say. Uh, but, of course, silence has taken his approval. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when we when I ended up taking that episode down, it wasn't because of what Larry said being so objectionable it was because it missed the mark for us i was like ah you know what this doesn't this doesn't really feel like what we do and what we want to do yeah it's like if mcdonald's started selling clam chowder like you'd question why it was there (laughs) i bet they have oh the mcchowder sure you know somewhere (laughs) that was anyway that episode was our clam chowder on our mcdonald's menu there you go yeah it didn't last long um anyway we need to find our mcrib still (laughs) the thing we keep bringing back teasing people with um anyway yeah no that's so that may be uh it, it may be a highlight in a different way but that that is something that sticks out to me and it kind of it's one of those things that helps us distill who we are what we want our identity to be yeah definitely so. a turning point for the for the podcast um let's let's talk about speaking of um ken and his awful awful jokes on the air uh <laughs> let's let's bring in some ken audio well, for the 300th episode, I decided to finally give Craig what he always wanted. Me, thousands of miles away. But I couldn't leave without saying a few words about the podcast 300th episode. Seriously, it's a milestone that I don't think that we ever, when we started, thought that we would reach. And it's been so much fun just enjoying the journey. A lot of listeners know by now, especially if you've listened for a long time, that I was not a big reader before I came on the podcast. So On a personal note, I would be remiss if I didn't first and foremost thank Craig and Ryan for inviting me on way back in episode 19 when we were talking about Star Wars right before The Force Awakens came out and then having me back on for the Mistborn read-through and really what started out as an excuse to hang out with some friends and maybe get out of the house for a couple of hours has turned into a 
labor of love that I quite frankly am grateful that we could create this little community and that we could be a part of it and create something that people have really enjoyed. I'm also grateful that I could cultivate a relationship with my fellow panelists. I'm grateful for all of the laughs, for the things that they've taught me. You know, I'm even grateful for Craig's insults. It's just been a fun ride all around and some of my favorite moments that I've really enjoyed. Taking over as the chief recapper on the podcast, meeting some of my favorite authors like the Jim Butcher interview, like Brandon Sanderson and David Farland, these big time authors who I never in a million years would have thought I'd want to talk to and getting to actually speak with them has been amazing. I'm grateful for my blue team cohorts, Todd and Megan, and for all the crazy ideas that they've allowed me to come in with. I enjoy looking back at some of my favorite episodes like Listapalooza, where really it wasn't about anything except for us picking our brains about the things we like and making lists. I'm a guy who loves lists, and so that was a lot of fun for me, and maybe we can do that again. Who knows? We'll have to talk about that for the uh, future or something. But in the meantime, thank you for 300 episodes. Here's to 300 more, including, who knows, maybe a deep dive conversation about the importance and philosophical nature of Top Gun with Kyle. You never know. Until then, let's get to the punching. So, Ryan, thoughts on Ken? Okay, first of all, Ken has provided with us with one of the most specific to our podcast, greatest things we've done. Oh, if we make a t-shirt, it's all going to be Ken quotes, right? Oh, Ken quotes and his recaps. Um, I remember back when we were doing the Oath we were trying to get into video a little bit more with those things uh-huh. and having to do the Ken's uh, punch and recaps of, yeah. of things like that. Uh, his recaps have been just absolutely incredible. And I, I honestly, the longer we do uh, Stormlight and everything else like that, I want those to continue. I want to keep hearing Ken do those because he's fantastic at them. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, he has... He has a lot of excitement about the work we do. He has a lot of excitement about the books. And for someone who is not, he's, he's mentioned it many times, he's not a reader. He didn't enjoy reading growing up and doing things like that. Uh, I appreciate the fact that he has put how many pages and how many hours into reading and providing insight and things like that into the show. Uh, even at times when they have been, uh, when we've had the the conflicting viewpoints or the or kind of butting heads a little bit about things and you're like, oh, no, this this is stupid or whatever. Those moments. Uh, Ken's still around, and he has given us a lot, and he has he has grown exponentially from Mistborn to the insights he's giving now. Like, I am, I, I love Ken and the, what he has become uh, and the work that he has done uh, over the, the last six years we've been yeah. working. No, I, I absolutely. Ken's um, enthusiasm is his superpower, for sure. Right. It wasn't his love of books that uh, <laughs> that got him into the show in the first place. It was that enthusiasm and the willing to, you know, uh, to put a lot of heart into something that uh, that really carried him into it. I, I, and I absolutely agree that he has grown a ton. So I know he's going to listen to this. So sorry, Ken, I'm throwing early you under the bus here. But this is just to illustrate how much better it's gotten. I remember... Ken's tendency, and I remember joking about this off the mic uh, a lot, but Ken's tendency in the earlier episodes was to mirror whatever the last person said. Mm-hmm. Ken doesn't do that anymore. It's He has his own thoughts, his own insights, his own things that he wants to bring up, uh, and that is something that he missed a little bit at the, at the beginning mm-hmm. and that he's grown a lot with, and I think he's gotten really, really good at. 
especially in the as he's worked with blue team and yeah. kind of started helping to lead and 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 uh, work in that side of things so ken for all the years you've put in and we know that it hasn't always been the easiest but we love you man <laughs> you are you're a huge part of what has made the legendarium successful if, if we have a mascot it's ken right yes okay so uh I, i've got the stuffed ken head that i'll put on my ken costume and i'm gonna go march through the the stadium at some point okay uh it's getting too brotherly love in here let's move on so ryan any off mic highlights things that we've done or you know been able to do because of the show that that have happened off mic that are you know standout moments to you for the from the last few years um off mic things um Honestly, some of the opportunities that have been opened up to us doing this podcast, I know we have our our jokes and we sit and talk usually a little bit and I and I've always appreciated that and uh the camaraderie that we've all shared in the brotherhood between, you know, like yeah, <clears throat> and sisterhood. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> between all of us I I've always appreciated that, but the ability to go and do things like, you know, uh doing panels at the at the local cons. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't been able to attend JordanCon yet, but the fact that that's something that we have been a part of uh, in terms of going out and meeting people there, I think uh, those are the big things. Uh, you've already mentioned rubbing shoulders with some authors, going mm-hmm. going to Brandon Sanderson's and recording the episode where I was so far out of my depth, sitting there trying to talk about it. Like, I've read this book. I know I've read this book, but I'm not even anywhere near the level of these two guys talking right now. Um, but it was incredible to do that and then to be able to interact with other authors on a, you know, with Brent Weeks and stuff like that. It's those, those things have been just incredible. Um, on top of the other perks, I mean, come on, getting uh, advanced review copies of Oathbringer and Rhythm of War. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all I have to do is talk into a mic and about what I like about books. Yeah, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. Oh man. If that's, if only that were all that went into yeah, this. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I echo that completely i will say it's um the author's shelf series has been something that we stumbled into that has been ultra rewarding to me Mm -hmm. you know and it's i'm not uh of the personality type that gets starstruck it's um like okay great you wrote some bestsellers and that's cool and i want to talk to you about that but i you know i'm not going to get starstruck over it and so I didn't have an issue <laughs> sitting across from Brandon Sanderson talking about whatever. Um, but it's so it's not because they're, you know, these big authors or whatever. But what I love about it is hearing people who have succeeded at this this thing that we're experiencing on the other end of it. You know, as readers, they've succeeded as writers and hearing that perspective um you know, it, 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 how do I put it? A writer as a reader is a very interesting thing to listen to. Yes. Uh, so that's been extremely rewarding. And the other thing is we have read books because of that series that I never would have heard of, let alone read. And so I'm thinking specifically of uh, Doomsday Book, um, which was Andrew Clavin's pick. Um, Dark Lord of Durkholm. Dark Lord of Durkholm was I fantastic. I that book now. Yeah, it was great. And so that's been the other thing anyway and so i i really like the author shelf series we're getting brandon back on uh in january or february to do another uh disc world so i i don't know mm. if we're gonna have to do a remote thing or if we're gonna get to go down there again but we'll see how covid goes for the next few months yeah um anyway so that's been that's been one of my 
absolute highlights. Uh, but I guess that's on the mic. Shoot, I should come up with something off mic. Well, let, let me put this one too, because this doesn't sound like it's a highlight, but it I think it speaks to how to what the podcast has come to mean uh, to mean to us, specifically you and I. Um, every time the podcast has made a major shift, you and I have ended up in long heated discussions about the podcast and what it should be doing. Mm. Uh, and like I said, it doesn't sound like a highlight, but the fact that we have both come to what started out as with this reading the Lord of the Rings and everything that we have come to care enough about this work to want it to grow and to succeed and everything. Uh, although our reasonings at times have been different and what we have felt is the most important things have varied the, in the end, we have both had the same desire that the podcast succeed and and be something of value to those who are participating in it. Right. Um, on either end. Yes. The panelists or the listeners. Yes. Um, I, I, we kind of joked about it that it's usually like once a year that, you know, we would say, okay, well, we're talking about making this shift. And I'm what, like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> what's, what's our knockdown drag out for 2021? Yeah. Um, I, we have, you know, this year hasn't been, uh, hasn't been quite the same because I don't think we've been shifting quite the same. Yeah. But... No, that's, I, I will say this year has been, um, has been difficult. And the reason the show has basically stayed the same for the last two years or so is largely because I, like so many people, I am far from alone in this. 2020 has been a difficult year for me mentally mm -hmm. uh, and emotionally. And so, you know, like many people out there, I'm lucky enough that I've been able to keep my job and, uh, you know, continue doing this and all uh, and all that. But I've been working from home, interacting minimally with other people, um, and that takes its toll. And that, unfortunately, has kind of passed on to the podcast as well, where um, I normally I, I have a lot of drive to get the next thing done or, you know, to find the next thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and this year it's just been like, oh, you know what? Can I just survive? Yeah. And so, you know, if anybody has felt like we've been stagnating on the show, well, you're right. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we'll see if it gets any better. But no, survival has been the key message. And I think that we are very lucky to have made the steps we made early uh, with blue team, red team, with everything mm -hmm. to, to spread the load. Because if we were trying to schedule everybody in and do those things, it just did. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen right now. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So the last panelist I'm going to bring in is Kyle. And you know what? We'll talk about Kyle in a second. Let's bring him in. All right. Let's try this. Um, hey, this is Kyle. It's been a while since I've gotten on the mic and recorded anything. I haven't been on the podcast for quite some time. Um, during the pandemic and my own personal stuff, it's been hard to find time to read and focus and, and honestly be of any worth to the podcast. So this is a little strange. Some of you might not have heard me in a while or even know who the heck I am. Um, but hey, I thought I'd jump on and just record a couple of thoughts for the Legendarium's 300th episode. That's pretty incredible. And first of all, I want to say congratulations to Craig and Ryan and all the panelists who have been doing this for so long. 300 is an incredible milestone. Um, so congrats to everybody involved in the podcast. And, and thank you to all the listeners who have made it possible. It's, there's no way you can get to 300 episodes if you don't have people that are willing and and ready to hear what you have to say so pretty cool uh thank you all so kind of what i wanted to do is just maybe share a couple of my own 
personal thoughts and feelings about what the podcast has meant to me over the years and maybe I'll highlight a couple of memories or whatever but uh before we do that in pure legendarium fashion I've got to throw out an insult for Craig and see see if I can do this thing so the insult I have prepared for Craig is uh over the pandemic I, I work with Craig and I get to see him on zoom calls from time to time and he's been growing his hair out really long like in, like he used to have several years ago but along with the hair growth he's been growing the patchiest beard I've ever seen it's you know there's more patches in that beard than a gleeman's cloak so I know that wasn't quite as the delivery wasn't quite as good as Craig's insults but he's got a He's got a ways to go before he has a manly beard like a like a Paranibara. So there we go. Um, a little bit about what the podcast has meant to me. And this is probably a little too off the cuff, to be honest. But what I really love about the Legendarium podcast is the community and the format. So what I want to say about the community is... It's a place where everybody is welcome. Um, I think as science fiction and fantasy readers and and fans, a lot of the times we've been historically outside of normal circles. Um, and it's it's almost one of those things where you're trying to find somebody who has similar interests or, or is like-minded. And it, for me, at least growing up, it was few few and far between to find people who were interested in the same nerd culture that I was. And so, uh, you know, the day I met Craig at work and, and we started talking about Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time, uh, it was it was pretty awesome to have somebody who would nerd out just as hard or even harder than, than I did on this stuff. Um, and that community has just grown and grown. And you get exposed to so many different people and personalities and and viewpoints and you get to have meaningful conversations around stories that have impacted you in some way and you know fantasy literature specifically has been really important to me it's something that i latch on to uh that i learned from my dad my dad used to read the hobbit and the lord of the rings and started reading the wheel of time with me and i lost my dad at a pretty young age and so fantasy's always been this really important connection with him and it's been really great to share that with with the podcast and the panelists and and the community and so i think first and foremost the the community that the legendarium is is my number one uh favorite thing about it and then on top of that i would say um you know the friendships that goes along with community but you know getting to know Craig and Ryan and Ken and Todd, Megan and Stephanie. I don't know them quite as well, but I've, you know, we get to know each other as we get to record different things and, and you build these relationships and it's, it's been pretty, pretty cool. I'm not a very open person. I keep most people pretty at arm's length. And so it's nice to be able to come together and and have conversations and build relationships with people. I think one of the things about the podcast that's most fulfilling for me it's also one of the it's one of the most fulfilling and it's also one of the hardest things is that uh, you have to read a lot <laughs> and it's it's a big reason why I haven't been able to be on the podcast for the last little while is there's a lot of work that goes into reading and preparing and being able to speak 
semi-intelligently about this stuff. And it's a lot of work, but the work is so fulfilling because you get to, like I said, you get to have those meaningful conversations and you get to learn and be exposed to so many new stories and authors and, and worlds. And so that's one of the things I, I enjoy the most. Um, I'll probably wrap this up, but I'll, one of the things, one of the questions I'll throw out there is, you know, is Craig a Taviran? Because he might be, uh, I know Several of us during, you know, as panelists on the podcast over the years have had stints of stepping away and not being part of the podcast for months at a time and then coming back. And honestly, we feel like our own cast of of the Wheel of Time where we're constantly being pulled back to Craig and pulled back to the to the studio, whether we're, um, you know, out fighting our own battles or or working on our own things and there's always that constant pull to come back and be a part of this awesome uh project and community and so i i'm pretty sure craig might be taviran don't tell him i said that though because you know we can't let him get too full of himself uh the last thing i'll probably leave you with is my one of my favorite quotes from robert jordan and he says you know surprising what you can dig out of books if you read long enough and I think that's the spirit of the podcast is that we get to dig out deeper meaning from these you know, fantastic stories that we read and there's real human connection that comes from it. And I think that's what I appreciate the most about the Legendarium. So thanks for listening. Probably went over my time. Uh, happy 300th episode team and congratulations and thank you listeners. So Kyle's an interesting one because... He also, like Kiptan, like Jafu, whatever, Kyle sticks in my mind as a turning point for me mm-hmm. because you talked earlier about um, when we started the Sanderson stuff, we saw this jump in the download numbers. Yeah. And when we, I think it was 2016, I want to say 2016, when we did the year of Sanderson and boom, another jump, you know, that was, it was a real thing. Those were, uh, as far as listenership goes, major turning points, Wheel of Time was absolutely one of those for us when we did the wheel of time show or shows i should say um nobody else was doing them dragon mount had a uh whatever their discussion or whatever their podcast was called i can't remember the name of it but it had been defunct for two or three years at that point Mm -hmm. now (laughs) there's like (laughs) 20 or 30 wheel of time podcasts out there but at the time nobody else was doing it and I'm sitting down at work. I, I, I was familiar-ish with the series. Um, and I was sitting down at work and looked over next to me. And there's this guy with the Mickey Mouse Wheel of Time logo on his desktop. And I was like, oh, boy, you're, you're in for a world of hurt because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're coming on the show. Um, and so he was really, uh, really great to have on the show. Somebody who, you know, obviously his love for the Wheel of Time bleeds through. But he has a sort of... Um, writerly kind of uh an analytical mind toward the writing that most of us don't uh, we we achieve rarely Mm -hmm. shall we say um and so that's one of uh one of the things that he has done that um that i really appreciate and uh and frankly it's it's amazing that somebody that i invited somebody onto the show and he had the stick-to-itiveness to get through 31 episodes with us and then at the end of it go yeah sure i'll do more stuff Mm-hmm. And then we broke him. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. He dies. <laughs> no, 
Side note, I just made Ryan watch Rocky Four for the first time, like, a month ago. Yes. That was a good night. Uh, anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we made him read Robin Hobb, and it literally broke his drive to read. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all had a, a rough time with that first book. By the end of the trilogy, we had kind of come to terms with, uh, you know, how we felt about it and come to appreciate what she did. And, yes. you know, even if it wasn't our favorite series, it's like, okay, now I see the value in it. Man, he hates those books. <laughs> he just straight hates them. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. No, it, I, I think having uh, Kyle provides, he has got a great balance of, of insight and wit. And uh, again, that, that strength to be able to say, no, no. Uh, I remember a couple episodes where like I could tell he was like jabbing under like the soft spots, like bruises or whatever. And like about, you know, Gandalf made a bad choice or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh man. Yeah. I just want to punch him in the face. Just, like it was, it was interesting to have somebody on the podcast who had the writer's instinct and power to be able to say things like that and back it up just enough to get the sparks going. It's like, <laughs> oh man, I very much appreciate that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that I think, gosh, I think we've talked about all the major players, but there are a thousand people out there from the earliest guests to, uh, you know, the, the newest members of the discord. And I, I want to make sure that everybody knows that even if we didn't name you by name, yeah, we, we see you and we appreciate the comments. We appreciate the emails most of the time. Uh, we appreciate that you listen. And that you enjoy the show. Uh, Like I said earlier, this show isn't for everybody. You know, we have the strength of this show is the personalities. And so if you don't like us, then, you know, great. Don't listen. Yeah. But if you've made it this far into this episode, then I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're somebody who enjoys what we do. And and I I do want to thank you very sincerely. Not, not a, a, not a, a mode that I'm really good at Mm -hmm. sincerity, but uh, no, for, for real. Either that or we hope your life alert bracelet has kicked in and paramedics will be on the way soon. <laughs> and these aren't the last things that you ever hear. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, so, yes, thank you so much, everybody, for enjoying the show, for participating, for being patrons. I'll, I'll probably do more of a patron pitch later, but for now, just thank you for those who do it. Um, and here's to, what, 200 more? Yeah. I don't think we have a choice now. I know. People, people seem to like it. and <sighs> If you could all do a, me a favor and start hating this show so that we can just move on with our lives. Yeah, imagine if you ever want to move out of this place. I know, I'm never moving. Oh, yeah. No, this studio is too cool. All right. Mm-hmm. See you guys on uh, 301. I think it's a blue team episode for Dresden wrapping up uh, this, this uh, part of the Dresden Files. So, all right, we'll see you. Yeah.